So what happens is if companies don't fix the, so if they don't fix the problems that they're having, uh, whether it's financial uh, process or people related, then what happens is it, they literally feel like they can't get traction when they move to that next level. And I even had one uh, executive um, of a, it was a 30 person company, manufacturing company. And she was lamenting one day to me about how she said, I don't really understand what happened. I hired all these people and I thought it was going to fix all the problems. And she said, what I found out is that it doesn't fix the problem when you hire more people. It actually amplifies the problem. And she's not even using the business, this business system, but that's exactly what, um, you know, what the methodology bears out is that as you add people, you're just adding chaos to your business. If you haven't done all the necessary things that you need to do before you take that next step. This week on the podcast, we have Vicki Lauder. She works with all different types of people, CEOs, managers, executives, to really help them understand why we need to manage our people differently. Um, without that change, we, we're we not going to be able to grow our companies like we wish. So how about we jump right in um, and Vicki can give you a little bit more uh, about what she talked about. Hi, Vicki. Welcome um, to Managing the Way podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Um, would you like to give us a brief bio intro of what you do and how you got to this place? Sure. So uh, my company is Strategic Human Insights, and it has been in this form, meaning called Strategic Human Insights, since about 2005. And I work with companies that have anywhere from uh, I'm just going to say I work with companies that have less than 500 people. 500 people or less is generally, or divisions that have 500 people or less, or teams that have 500 people or less. And my, um, my focus is all about the people. And sometimes I'm coaching executive teams, sometimes I'm coaching uh, managers or employees, and I'm really helping them understand who they are so then they can um, understand their employees better, work better with their employees, sometimes even, even have better home relationships. Mm -hmm. And I use a specific um, uh, business system that uh, informs all of the work that I do, and it's called the seven stages of business growth. And um, I've been uh, working in my own business since 2001, and I really like helping leadership teams and executive teams and uh, uh, other teams meet their goals and um, be successful. Awesome. Yeah, no, completely stand by you with that. Um, so I guess then what are some of those pains and struggles that you help your clients get through when they... A lot of times what happens is as companies are growing, uh, they don't understand that there are certain things um, certain challenges that they really need to overcome before they hire that next person. And the uh, business system that I use that all of my work is informed by called the seven stages of business growth is um, really shows that at each stage, there are, there are five, at least five key challenges. There's always more and the majority of them relate to people. So what happens is if companies don't fix the, so if they don't fix the problems that they're having, uh, whether it's financial uh, process or people related, 
then what happens is it, they literally feel like they can't get traction when they move to that next level. And I even had one uh, executive um, of a, it was a 30 person company, manufacturing company. And she was lamenting one day to me about how she said, I don't really understand what happened. I hired all these people and I thought it was going to fix all the problems. And she said, what I found out is that it doesn't fix the problem when you hire more people. It actually amplifies the problem. And she's not even using the business, this business system, but that's exactly what, um, you know, what the methodology bears out is that as you add people, you're just adding chaos to your business if you haven't done all the necessary things that you need to do before you take that next step. And it's no different than building the foundation of a house. If the foundation's not right, then, then the rest of the um, structure will not be right. Yeah. So these coaches then are not coaches, CEOs, managers have to build that foundation. What is what you're saying with those five layers? Do you walk them through those five layers or what does that look like with the seven steps? Yeah. So what happens is when the CEO and their executive team decide to x-ray their business because they know something's wrong, they can't figure out what's wrong. And here's the reality nine times out of 10, the people in the organization, regardless of what level they're at, they could be a manager, they could be an executive, they could just be, a, you know, a regular um, team person, you know, employee working on a team, they all see what's happening. And so the CEO and the leadership team and their key people, if, if they're subject matter experts, all get together, they take these assessments, when the information comes back, it actually shows them where the pain points are. Mm. Sometimes they know that that's where a pain point was. Sometimes it uncovers something that they didn't even realize was sort of under the surface. They're like, that's what's going on. You know, and it, I mean, it could be, it could have to, again, it's either going to deal with people, process, or um, profits. Mm, interesting. And so, yeah. And so once they uncover that and we go through a, um, depending on how large they are a day, day and a half, sometimes two days to go through all of the information, um, that CEO and their leadership team make the decision what you can't eat the whole elephant. You can only eat a toe at a time. And you may come up with, we have 10 things we need to work on. We can't work on 10 things at one time. You just can't be effective and yeah. do your business. So they will, they will pick the key things that they want to work on and for the next quarter. And they'll, they'll do like the bite size and we'll, we'll take this chunk and we'll do this. And then they can communicate that to the rest of the organization and help everybody understand. If you're an employee, you want to understand how does my work actually contribute to us fixing that problem or solving that problem. And then after, you know, and so I work with them every quarter and then until we can get through all of the, um, you know, all of their 10 issues or five issues or whatever they happen to, uh, whatever they happen to come up with. Do you find that people often do have those quote unquote blinders or blind spots that they don't even like realize that's where the problems are happening or are they pretty keen and understanding and aware that these issues are happening um, and they can pinpoint them down? No, so um, in some cases, yes. In other cases, what happens is you've got people that are um, uh, what I like to call hidden agents. And so sometimes the CEO or their leadership team can be uh, part of the problem and not even realize it. And one example would be, 
they're not using the correct leadership style or the best leadership style for that specific stage that their business is in or the, for the size of their company, for the size of their team. That's one thing. You could also have um, things that are, you know, hidden agents. I like to call her like under the, under the surface. You know something's wrong. You can't put your finger on it. You're not quite sure. And uh, one could be um, you have all these protectors in your business. You know, um, do you have builders, people that are excited about, yeah, let's build this. Let's, you know, move forward. And they're right behind the leadership team. and They're doing everything they can to help the business move forward. And then you've got protectors and they're like, well, why do we need to change? We've done this like we've always done. We've always done it like this. So why do we need to do anything else? Right. You people are crazy. What do you, you know, so you've got people that are, that are still um, stonewalling you at some stages and that could be the problem, but you might not know that you might not be able to uncover that until you actually complete the assessment and everybody looks at it together and you're talking about it and, and they're saying, wow, okay, I see, I see. I didn't even realize that that was a problem. Yeah. Do you get pushback then when, when these people are taking this test? I mean, you kind of have already said that, but what is that pushback like? And how, I guess, how do you get them to like really see that, Hey, we need to change something. We need to start doing this manage this management better. Yeah. So um, most of the time when people are taking the assessment and going through the assessments and answering the questions, um, they actually, because it's all anonymous. I mean, there are no names attached to it. It just aggregates all the data together. Um, you know, we can see that seven out of 10 people actually said, no, I don't trust leadership. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a, that's a hit between the eyes. That's right. Huge, yeah. um, so a lot of times the people that are filling out the assessments, whether it's the um, subject matter experts or the leadership team themselves, they know, okay, this is my opportunity to just tell how I'm feeling. How do I feel about the organization? What's happening, where we're going? Um, you know, and I know the other day we had somebody on the podcast ask, uh, excuse me, on, my, on the live webinar ask mm. the question, what do you do about a CEO who is basically running the business on the ground? Um, and and that's, not, that's not a two second, um, answer for sure and that's not even a two minute answer for sure no that's like a three hour uh, yeah exactly that's interesting um so in regards to new hires and then kind of initiating them into the team what does that look like so they're they're trying to grow they've hit these stages and now they're able to grow um but how do they maintain that so the new employee to being uh, an employee who likes their job, how do they almost uh, bring them to that point? And uh, what would you say to CEOs who are kind of figuring out this new stage, but they don't want to botch it because they don't want to lose this new employee? Yeah. Well, I, um, I always recommend that before companies hire somebody, they really understand their need for the hire, right? Um, is, right. It a, is it a key person? Is it a subject matter expert? Like what exactly... Um, who exactly are you trying to add to the team? That's really the first thing. I, I don't advocate, you know, adding people just for people's sake, right? And there are some, some people that are some, you know, well, we have this one thing and we need to, um, we need to hire somebody. Well, do you really need to hire somebody or is there, can you look at the workload and um, 
before you just decide to start going out. And we all know that the war for talent um, never went away. It's just getting tighter, right? Yes. Um, you know, they're not making more people. And the people that are coming on are not experienced. And then you've got all these, you know, um, experienced people that are, that don't want to work full time. You know, they're happy to, happy to be there. So I think that there's, I think that companies can look at how they um, organize their work and um, be probably be a little more efficient at it, right? And if you're a smaller company, you have the um, you have the pain of we have to act quickly. With we really need to think about this before we just jump, you know, jump the gun. Mm -hmm. And so once that has been decided that yes, we absolutely really do need to hire another person, then you know, I recommend that you um, integrate your new hires into, um, you know, the organization as a whole. And that doesn't mean have them filling out forms, right? Send them the forms online, let them do that before they get there. So that when the day that they get there, the employee, their new manager, the, um, you know, the leader of that department or, you know, the CFO, COO, whoever's, you know, that or that team reports to, all gets together and that employee really understands like what what are we doing here what's your key role how does it really fit into the bigger picture that's really what people want people want to yeah. make a difference we all want to make a difference i don't care if you're 25 years old or 55 years old or 75 years old everybody wants to make a difference yeah no for sure i think just emerging them right away is really important that yeah, way i agree that way they can feel welcomed but then also kind of get a taste with it the first day is do you, would you say that there is like a generational gap between some of the, like the learnings and some of the pushback I know that like you just said everyone wants to make a difference but is like so say my parents for instance who are I don't even know what their generation is are they going to respond differently to me as a millennial and what does that look like in companies and how how do we bridge that gap almost well, I think the first way we bridge that gap is just realize that we all want the same things because yeah. um, I often call myself a generational millennial because I want the same things that the millennials want. And I'm certainly um, at least a year or two older than they are. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but what I mean by that is we really all want the same things. I mean, if you're, if you're at the end of your career and you're 65 or 70 and you're getting ready to retire here's the thing, you have a lot of knowledge that you can pass on to somebody. But here's the other thing, somebody that's just coming out of school or a couple of years out of school, they have a lot of things that they can pass on. But I think both sides, and even if you're in the middle, you know a little bit about a lot of stuff or a lot of stuff about a little few things, is we need to understand that we can all, we all have stuff to learn. None of us know everything regardless, right? The younger generation, um, needs to, to understand and figure out like, how does work get done in the collective, right? And then you have these cultures that have been around a while and you have to figure out, yeah, the culture probably does have to change a little bit, but employees have to morph too, right? I, I just don't think that there's any perfect, um, there's no mag magic bullet, there's no perfect pill. And um, I think everybody has to be willing to come to the table and be open and respect each other. I think that I think that's key, regardless of what age what age we are, um, and regardless of what our job is. Because quite honestly, you wouldn't be in a company if that job wasn't important. Yeah. No. For sure. 
For sure. And that that's a good thing to remember when you're thinking about doing new hires too, is, is that job really that important? Yeah. Yeah. Is it needed? Right. Or is there somebody else that, you know, is there somebody else that's doing a job that maybe part of what they're doing is no longer needed and you can, right. Because people, if you've already got people in your organization, they want to continue to learn and grow too, you know, and, and companies, I think companies miss the boat when they don't, um, when they don't pair people up with other departments so that, so that individuals can understand like the bigger picture. Um, you know, a lot of times, um, depending on how large your company is, you just feel like, Oh, you know, I know what my department and I do and I, and I know it does something with technology, but I'm not quite exactly sure everything that they do. Right. So I just think that we can all benefit by maybe doing, I like to call them lunch and learns, but you know, you could just do them in info sessions with different yeah. departments and go have lunch with somebody in another department and, um, you know, just find out what they're doing and see if you guys can support one another, right? And, and whatever the initiatives are. Because generally, if companies are working on an initiative or a goal, right? Or, um, you know, like in your company's case, you're working on a, um, you know, working on a, on a tool, on a product. Well, everybody has a different way of approaching that, right? And so you want to hear all those ideas so that you get the, get the best product. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. That's interesting. I think the lunch and learn thing is interesting too, because oftentimes we just walk past those people. We don't even know their name. We just, yeah. maybe we'll see uh, Bob every now and then, but do we know who they are and what they stand for? And uh, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I love that. Um, in regards to, I guess then, um, having these managers start talking to their employees, what would you say about that? So like the one-on-one -on -one space, the annual review space, what, what would that look like for these changing environments and um, how, I guess it's almost a nurture after this employee is, an employee is hired on and how, what would you say to that and how to best do it? Yeah, well, I always recommend that uh, managers and then also the executive team meeting with their managers uh, that managers meet with their people and executive team meet with their people at least once a week. And I know we talked about it um, sort of off, uh, off camera or off, um, <laughs> offline, so to speak, about, um, you know, the three-question session. And, uh, you know, I recommend that there are just three questions you need to ask. And if you do it every week, you're going to know exactly what your people are working on. You know, and the first one is, what did you do last week you're proud of? And, um, you know, and let them, let them tell you, you know, what they did. Maybe they, maybe they did something you didn't even know. They helped Sally in the mailroom or they helped, you know, Joe in the IT department, or, I mean, you just never know, you know, maybe they helped the CEO's admin assistant out. Um, and maybe you as the manager know um, something that they did and can give them kudos on that too. Right. Yeah. And then the second question is, so what is it that you want to work on this week? And what is it that you want to learn? And, um, and I don't say that you use that second question as a way to, uh, for them to not work on their, their own job, right? This isn't like, oh, I want to go over to another department and work on something. No, this is, you've got goals, you've got, you have a job, you know what you need to do. So um, in addition to that and the things that you know you need to get completed this week, is there something else that you want to learn? You know, is there something else about this project we're working on that you don't understand, you know, 
And then the third question is, how can I help you? And if that, if that is, well, can you run interference in that other department so that I can work with somebody, I need to get information from them that's holding us up, et cetera, then you know, the manager has the employees back. But I think all you need is to ask those three questions and you'll be able, I mean, you know, performance review should happen every single day or at least every week, right? I mean, we all want feedback sooner rather than later, you know, especially if we're working on a project or milestones within the, in, in a project. Yeah, no, that's huge. And that builds relationship too and trust and yeah. all those vital things that you need to be a good efficient manager. Correct. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vicki, for joining us. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, other than, you know, it's a great time to be in business. It's a great time to be working in a business. And uh, I would say to um, all the boomers that are retiring, uh, hook up with some young people and uh, learn a couple of things. And I would say to all the young people that are coming into the workforce, hook up with some people that have been around uh, for a while and, uh, you know, learn some things from them too. And, uh, and then I just think we will all be better for uh, working with one another in a more open, uh, trusting uh, environment and trusting way. For sure. Where can they find you, Vicki? Where can our listeners uh, maybe get in touch with you or see oh, some yeah. of your content? They can, um, they can find me on uh, uh, strategichumaninsights.com. Okay. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And uh, I have lots of resources on my website, free resources and educational things that people can look at. Um, so feel free to cruise over there and yeah. take a look at. We'll put those in the show notes. So Great. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah thank you fun. so much. Yes, of course. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.